the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome to this week's edition of Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Um, I, I, I am at a point right now where I'm thinking about everything that's happening in our country. I'm thinking about the Toledo case. I'm thinking about the uh, the George Floyd case. I'm thinking about um, the, the the FedEx guy just shot up eight people, and my heart is just it's, it's 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 beginning to be so heavy right now, because I'm when you look at what's happening to our country and you're looking at at so much divisiveness, and when you look at it, who's pushing the divisiveness in our country, the media and politicians, it, it, it makes me pause. And I think back, I, I was watching, a friend of mine sent me an audio, a video of Jim, I hope, I, say, I hope I'm saying his name right, Jim Cavizio. And I wanted to play, I want to play all two minutes and 36 seconds of this because I think, it, I think sometimes we need a reminder of just how great this country really is and how much, we have to really fight to maintain that greatness. Uh, and, and so many people, you know, they, they don't understand why I was such a strong supporter of Donald Trump. It was the fight that he had in him, the fight to make sure that we maintained the greatness of this country and that the greatness of this country is us, the people. We are who and what make this country great. And I hope that those of you that are listening today don't forget that no matter what we go through, no matter what we do as Americans, we will overcome this as well. I'm John Anthony, live in studio. I'm so happy to have, uh uh-oh, the troublemaker himself is back in studio, guys. Verlon Galloway. Welcome back, bud. What's going on, brother? Thank you for having me back this week. Ooh, (laughs) I got some stuff to say. You got a lot to say? Yes. And we got it. We got some fresh blood to the mm. show today. Uh, I, I, I've been going. I may call them both. I don't know. What, just I may do. Oh it, God! I, <laughs> I may do it back and forth throughout the show. Give him him. But um, black and white audience, please welcome Jim, the fresh minority. <laughs> Thank you, John, for having me. Thank you, Verlon. I'm yeah. excited to be here. I'm really excited about this week's show. Yeah. You ain't black. <laughs> He's not. No, I'm not. He's not black. Uh, but but he's all, but he is somebody who, when it comes to republicanism, he's a strategist. Uh, worked on um, Dan Rutherford's governor's campaign, correct? Dan Rutherford uh, was on Mark Curran's campaign last year. I've uh, been in Republican politics here in the state since 2012. And he's a millennial. Millennial. Yes, I am. <laughs> Not a Marxist, though. Oh, oh yeah. Thank you. But 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 um, 
Jim Caviezel, or Jim Caviezel, whatever his name is. I don't, I, I'm a butcher that name no matter what. George Hoffdaddy's like, yeah, you're butchering it already. Um, he was at Liberty University. And he gave, he, I guess it was towards the end of his speech. And I really believe he should play Ronald Reagan. He should play Ronald Reagan. That guy looks like him. And I'll let you know, Hoffdaddy, can you hit it? He sounds like him. I live very close to the Ronald Reagan Library. And um, here's a man, an extraordinary story. I, I put him up there with Abe Lincoln. He had to fight against one of the greatest evils that ever was that killed over 150 million people. If we put Mao, 60 million. Eastern Europe, behind the Iron Curtain. Our bosses, our leaders collaborated with evil. They chumped up this word called detente, the coexistence of communism and capitalism. And yet freedom was losing. We were losing our liberty. He comes as a person. We were losing. He, he said that, Reagan said that um, detente Detente. Isn't that what a farmer does with his turkey all year long until Thanksgiving Day? Good impersonation. What do we say to our brothers and sisters now caught behind their iron curtain? Give up your dreams of freedom now because in order to save our own skins, we're just too willing to make a deal with your slave masters? Do you and I have the courage to say there is a price we will not pay? There is a point beyond which evil must not advance. He would go on to say that evil is powerless if the good are unafraid. Well, you and I have a rendezvous with destiny. Mm. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth. Or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. And it's been said if we lose this war, mm. and in so doing lose this great way of freedom of ours, history will record with the greatest astonishment that those that had the most to lose did the least yes. to prevent it from happening. Well, I think it's high time now that we ask ourselves if we still even know the freedoms that were intended for us by our founding fathers. Every generation of Americans needs to know that freedom exists, not to do what you like, but having the right to do what you ought. And that is the freedom that I wish for you. Set yourselves apart from this corrupt generation. Be saints. You weren't made to fit in. You were born to stand out. God bless you. Wow. Jim Caviezel giving a speech at Liberty University. Uh, I don't even know when that speech was given, but was it on point? It was visionary. Instead of putting him up there with Abraham Lincoln, like he said, Maybe you should put Ronald Reagan up there with the founding fathers. Ooh. Yeah, that's how much of a visionary he was. I was born after Reagan, (laughs) but, um, you know, even before I was a Republican, when I was a Democrat, when I was in college, um, Reagan had a sort of uh, aura about him, Uh and he, he carried and spoke to the soul of our country. Yeah. And I think we've lost that soul we've lost what it means to be how did we lose it how how in your estimation did we lose it where did we go wrong 
we we strayed away from the core values and the core reality that our schools aren't our parents. Yeah. The family is most important. Yes. If parents aren't willing to step up and t- up and teach their kids what it means to be an American, we're blessed. Absolutely blessed to be born as an American. Yeah. And that's what we're forgetting. We're taught in school these days to be ashamed of America. Barack Obama went on his apology tour yeah. throughout the world and apologizing for America. And exactly. Yeah. That's the problem. That's how we lost what Reagan talks about. Yeah. That's one of the first the first uh, tenets of being a Marxist is to shame white people and America so they can get what they want. And I'm going to say, I dare to say that's the only thing Donald Trump didn't have was yeah. an inspirational speak like a Ronald Reagan or he had to fight in the guts, he had to the fight the, the moxie spoke, and the he didn't have the articulation he, right, right. He, he he spoke to the anger of America yeah but he didn't have that inspirational speak and I would even I would dare to say even John F Kennedy he had a he had yes. an inspirational yeah. speak that's the one thing Donald Trump didn't have that I wish he had because he could have overcame the Marxism rhetoric if he had that speak I almost wish we had a Democrat party that believed in what JFK believed in. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yes. God JFK yes. couldn't My get elected. Goodness. Couldn't get elected. He'd be in today's Democratic Party today. Yes. 100%. You yeah. know, yeah. he would be considered somebody that's ultra conservative today. He would be a true blue dog. Yeah. And a true one. A true one. A true one. And, and, and when you think about it, though, see, I, I, I think, I think, I think Americans, I think when Americans gave up, was when they saw the, the the government no longer to your point when it when they started coming in and dividing the family, especially in the black community. Of, of course, when they, welfare came in, you know, split up. Daddy became, government became the daddy. Mm-hmm. The if if your mother had a boyfriend, he had to leave out when the government came and That's paid right. house visits. Yeah, you remember those movies? Oh, I, no, I've, I experienced it. What oh, are you talking about? Wow, I experienced this when we had. Uh, people from D.C. Well, well, I don't know what who they were with. Well, I don't know what for. I was young. Mm. But I do remember them coming in. Oh, we all had to clean up. And my mom's boyfriend at the time had to leave, who's now my stepfather. He had to leave. Wow. Because the government didn't want anybody in there taking care of mama and the kids. Right. Why, should, why should we give you this money if you got a man here yeah. that's going to take care of the family? Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Think about that. Right, and you look at the degradation of, of of our society today. A thirteen year old kid running. We'll talk more about this after the break. A thirteen year old kid with a handgun, hanging out at two thirty in the morning with a twenty one year old. Here's a question, though. This is to my listening audience as well. Can Kim Fox charge the twenty one year old? Here's the reason why I don't think she can. Remember the police that get killed on the railroad? She didn't charge that uh, that kid for murder. Mm-hmm. I don't think she will. If she does, it'll be a travesty. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway. John, I never thought that I would be put in a position if anybody has heard me argue with Dan back in yesteryear about police issues uh-huh. and Sean Hannity, I never <laughs> thought that I would be in the position of taking up for 
and advocating wow. for the police. I remember some of those calls. Oh, yeah. Of hearing you on, on, on some of those calls. Oh, my God. <laughs> because I, I was emotional back in the day, just like a lot of these liberals or leftists, but I wasn't a You're leftist. still a little emotional. Oh, uh, I get emotional, but for the right reasons. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, every shooting, I lumped it all together as the police. C- can I introduce Jim? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was about to go off. I was about to go off. Too. Blonde, like the <laughs> yeah, but, you know. But, but, but we we got to welcome the newbie. You know, yes. he's he's he's. This is his first time on Black and White. Jim, Captain Fun Minority. Hey, no, no, no. I like I like, I like Fresh Minority. I like oh, that. Fresh Minority. I like Fresh, fresh Minority. minority. Oh, love it. Fresh Minority. It's you coming. a minority in this room? I am. It's coming soon. <laughs> I am. <laughs> so let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's go right at it. Yeah. Thirteen you, years old, running from the cops. Get shot. The the first thing the media do, and I knew it was going to happen because I freeze framed it. I literally went frame by frame by frame, and you could see the gun in the kid's hand. And all they did was show it up, their hands up, don't shoot all day. Wow. Steel frames, steel, steel frame. frames, all steel day frames works. are not the final evidence. Just simply not. What are your thoughts, Vlad? My thoughts are it's going to be a new law passed for the police. And I was uh, talking to you about this uh, during the break. Um, it's a law for, for regular citizens. We have the duty to retreat and exhaust all options before you uh, commit force against your attacker. OK, it's going to be something similar passed on the police. The duty to wait and see if the suspect is going to attack you as a police officer. If you can truly say you're in fear of your life before you fire. You think so? I believe that's going to that's going to that's going to have to be the end result. It's going to happen. Uh, think, think about your marriage. She doesn't even want to have a uh, football suit anymore. Well, we, we're right. going to talk about that. We're going to get more into that because that's one of the dumbest things. It's, it depend, depending on the on, on the crime. I get it, Jim. Well, I think it's tragic. I mean, I think before we get into the politics, I mean, 13 years old. His entire life ahead of him, seventh grade. I mean, that's. That's just, it's so sad. And, and the officer, 34, three years older than I am. Yeah. His, his first um, use of his firearm. Yeah. And, and his life, his career. Forever altered. I, I think is over. You think so? I, mean, I, I think his name, his name, I mean, it's just. Well, it's, it's, but, it's, but the guy that shot Jacob Blake, he's back on patrol, though. True. But I, think, guy, I think it depends on the individual officer and, and the, just how strong right. mentally they are. You know, right. the bulletproof mind. But I also think that if you look at the the officer who shot Michael Brown way back in was that 2014 yeah. in Ferguson, he had to basically go into hiding. Yeah. Well, they all do right now. Yeah, but I I disagree. It depends on the city, the officers from, and the state. That's true. Because uh, here, total Marxism. He, they're yeah. going to make an example yeah. out of him. I, I'm pretty true. sure they are. Because there, Jacob Blake was reaching into the car, had a right. knife. Yes. They don't oh know no, his hands. He didn't have anything in his hands. What are you talking? What? About? <laughs> about? Yeah. No, I'm saying that was the first. I mean, the the rush to judgment. Instead yes. of waiting until all of the, the evidence and the facts are out there, we rush to judgment and make all these and and and, and missed it by that much. much. <laughs> <laughs> and and the rush to judgment and what happens? Cities and towns burn because of it. Yeah. And guess who fuels that? The media, media and the politicians. Right. I mean. When is America going to wake up? When are these people in these towns like Chicago and, and, and Philly, when are they going to wake up to realize these people don't have their best interests at heart? They won't. They won't. I, I mean, I went to, to college in Chicago, in Rogers Park, for four years, and, and the liberal ideology is, is everywhere. Yeah. 
and, yeah. and they they complain. Marxism. I like. It. Yes. I don't think I don't think it's so much liberalism. It's Marxism. We yeah. are trained Marxists. That's right. That's it. That's right. And they're pushing it through a uh, lot but, of these urban know, communities. But you know, when you say that. You got the feel from Blue Islands. Wait, wait, wait. wait. And I'm calling <laughs> him out. You see what he just said? What, what? Who? He, he's Phil, not on my screen. Phil, he goes, if the gun if the gun the young Toledo had was emptied of bullets, was he armed? Yes! The cops don't know who he yes. had. Yes. How, how, yes. Do you have x-ray vision as a police <laughs> yes. officer? I okay, you so, out, so I'm Phil. calling you out, Phil. You know, the feel from Blue Islands and people like that. that uh, he's going to call now. Last, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> uh, that called in a few weeks ago and says, you threw, you threw out these terms like Marxism, socialism, communism, and you don't know what they are. No, I'm sorry. I do know what it is. You don't. And it's not fear-mongering. Read a book. Find out what Marxism is and what communism is and what socialism is, and you will know your own ideology that you advocate for. Yeah. You know? Nothing's going to change. I think so. I mean, we, we, can, we can talk, we can complain about CPD or, or, or Democrats and, and the Chicago uh, residents can complain about CPD, but they're not going to change the leadership in Chicago. Yeah. Another Democrat, whether it's Lori Lightfoot or whomever, is going to get elected. Yeah. And True. until that changes... I mean, whether it's it's Minneapolis or Chicago or Philly. Ferguson or Philly yeah. or New York, it's the ideology. It's yes. it's it's guns kill people. People don't. The guns right. grow legs and arms, and they walk down the street and they kill people. It, it's not the responsibility of the parents of the thirteen year old kid that's been out there running around at two thirty in the morning. What are you doing that your kid is out two thirty, two forty yes. in the morning shooting at cars? Sean Thompson. If you guys haven't listened to his show, weekdays 5 to 7, uh, he made a great point yesterday. I was listening to his show yesterday, and he said it, I, he thinks it's too late because we've made government comfortable. We've made, we've made it because you look at it, you don't have to go to work today, you can get $60,000, or you go to work, you get $30,000. Which, which would you choose? Sean made a very and, – and that's the ideology that is seeping that, – that has been seeping throughout communities – Especially in the urban areas, for decades. But that's giving in. That's giving into your worst nature. <laughs> you have to have. You have to have values. If you have yes. values, you're going to go to work for the yes. thirty thousand dollars because you believe in sacrifice. What did John F. Kennedy say? Don't ask what your country can do for you. What can you, you do, do for, for your, your country? country? Exactly. It's exactly. Look at the screen. Exactly. Uh, it, what, he, my, screen. my screen went down, but I saw a name <laughs> pop up. I saw a name pop up. Oh, let's go to the calls. Phil from Blue Island. What's up, brother? What's up, He brother? called you out, man. You, you tell you right. No, no. That was a, look, <laughs> I want the feel. I want oh, no, wait, let, wait, let him go. Let him go first. Go okay, ahead, all right. Ooh, I'm, I'm ready. Y'all fight. Don't let each other okay. talk. Now, when he threw the gun down, the gun was out of his hand. It was about five feet away from, if, if, if you tell him by the picture, it looked like the uh you know when you fire a gun uh, especially automatic and then all of the bullets out then it just stays cocked back yeah when he threw that gun it was cocked back what, what it's dark how did the officer see that no 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 i'm not talking about the officer oh, okay so okay, okay everybody can see in timing if you really look at it and you're really honest he threw the gun he's fearful he's scared more than the cop is obviously he, he wasn't scared. He wasn't scared up. letting those eight rounds out right before that happened, though. Uh, no, but I don't believe he was the one shooting. Just like you said, whatever. The twenty-one-year-old probably gave him the gun. I, they saw the police say, "Hold this." It right. happened so quick. But what, what if was you your don't point? Anything about the streets, you know that's the way it goes. I'm thinking the gun is empty. 
right? Okay. If, even, even, even if Toledo was able to turn around, he wouldn't have been able to shoot that cop. Yeah, but but that's not a that's not a decision that's that's not something the cop that. can take a, a risk with though. That. Can I can yeah, I jump ahead, in? For, ahead, let me on. let me jump in for one second. I've heard this scenario. I mean, in real time on tape, about twenty different times. The cop had less than a second. Eight hundred and sixty-eight no, millisecond no, no, no. of a second to is what decide he did. whether to believe, shoot. You actually want to believe that? No, right? I heard it. And I heard it, it, it in real time, Phil. I heard it in real time. I, I, I think we've all heard it, and I think we've all can judge. Just from you know being gun owners and and and, and participating in certain drills and certain uh, me building military person, all these things have to. And this police is supposed to be trained, right? He's supposed to be trained to identify. Okay, this but, is a young fella. But Phil, this is a young guy. He's scared for his oh life. But, but Phil, all the training in the oh, world no, doesn't. No, no, y'all got to be real. No, put no, put no, you no, in the moment. It doesn't put you in the moment. This is the Let's fresh minority. minority. He has to Come say on. something to you. <laughs> It's different being in the, in in training and being in the in the in, uh, on the streets. It just is. It Why just is. Why is it different? Why? Because Why? targets I, targets train, don't train, shoot back. Feel targets don't shoot back. Train, People do. We we all train in every different uh, uh, thing that we in our work in our play. All the in basketball, we all practice and we all do what we do. But you talking about a police officer? Okay, hey Phil. Phil, we gotta most, go to break. Most highly trained. But, we we got to go to I'm break. Sorry, Thanks go for calling. But I'm going to address what you just said uh, with our next guest who's coming up, Eric Modro from Cold Red Conversations. Uh, I think he's going to be somebody. Let's continue to listen because I'm going to bring that up, what you just said. Uh, you're listening to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the fresh minority and the troublemaker. We'll be right back with Eric Modro. We now return to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my boy, Villan, the troublemaker, Galloway. And I love, see, you're giving out nicknames now. You, you're getting comfortable. That's right. I and like that. Jimmy. You're rubbing off on me. Jimmy. The Fresh, the fresh Minority. minority I, minority. Like, I like that. Glad to be here. But before we go to Eric, I want to take this call from from Lewis from the South Side. Lewis, welcome to Black and Right. Oh, hello. Hey, yeah, you're here. Okay. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey. Okay. Okay. Uh, I got a comment to make. Okay. I keep hearing this. Uh, the officer had to react in a split second. Correct. It was it was 868 milliseconds. He had to react. Right. Okay. Now, now we have a, a, a word for that, a term for that. It's called a gunman. That's a gunman. That's a gunfighter. That's a gunslinger. Yeah. Okay. Now, just like the gentleman was saying, that there should be some kind of uh, professionalism in there. Uh-huh. There is there is professionalism. Uh, they go through, uh, police officers go through uh, a scenario of training, and it's called a shoot and a no-shoot. Yeah. A, yep. sh- a shoot and a no-shoot. Okay. Now, with that scenario, it is it, determined by a policy, a policy they have. And this policy that uh, Vernard, Vernard was Vernard. trying to refer to, I'm sorry, Vernard. He just called him a troublemaker. He, 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 <laughs> he, he, trying, was he trying can call to me Susan to. if you want to. You can call me Susan, Lewis, Lewis if you okay. want to. Okay. But this policy that they try to refer to, what you were trying to refer to, it's already in existence. It's called, the, uh, it's called a policy. It's called uh, the Rules 
for engagement of lethal force. Okay. It's called the Rules for Engagement of Lethal Force. And, and this is what they used in that Jacob Blake uh, case up there where they, where they determined that he had followed the uh, rules of engagement for the use of lethal force. Now, in Dante's case, they, they still deliberate in that one because she might not have followed those rules, and that could be the reason why the uh, superintendent, he resigned, and why she resigned, because they didn't follow those rules. Oh, you're talking and about Minnesota case. She's been right, charged. Right. She's been charged. Yeah. Right. She's, she's been, been charged. charged. She's yeah. been yeah. charged. And so this officer, they have to look at, don't look at the uh, split second, don't look at the child's history, look at this is what they need to judge them on. Okay, hey, Lewis, I got to let you go, but thanks so much for calling Black and Right. Continue to listen, please. Um, now, I, I'm, I'm really excited about our next guest that's coming on. Um, he's, he's a friend of the show. He's been on. Every time these, go, these, these officer-involved shootings or any officer-involved incident happen, I always go to his Instagram page, Co-Red Conversations. Um, welcome to the show, Eric Mojo. Eric, welcome back to Black and Right. Hey, thanks for having me, brother. How you doing? I'm doing well. I don't know if you've been listening, but we've been talking about the— I, I saw that you did a, um, a video on the Toledo case. And right, right. I just want to—I I want you to talk to the people about you know what 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 is your analysis of this shoot? Well, yeah, I have been listening, and over the last ten, fifteen minutes, and my goodness, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a reminder that well, sometimes for some people, uh oh, I think we lose him. Uh oh, I think his phone is going bad on us. Eric, you there? Can you hear me? There you yeah, go. Start over for me. Yeah. I think we lose. Yeah. I think we lost he, Eric. He keeps going uh, in and out. Yeah, I think we lost him. Can you, there you go. There go you ahead, go. Eric. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Clap. Go ahead. Okay. Hopefully you can hear me good. But um, yeah, but I'm reminded that every time that typically when situations like this go down and the general public starts chiming in and tip, and usually they start chiming in from a position where they just don't know. Sometimes debating and having a, a, a argument with people, it just doesn't fly because some people will not be convinced until they are put in a similar situation. That's true. That's true. And, and it's difficult because people are telling, like, not the last caller, but the one previously. Phil, Phil, uh, Phil from Blue Island. Phil. I mean, my man talking, you know, I mean, let, let me, I'm just going to cut to you. My man was talking crazy. I mean, just crazy. The stuff that was coming out of his mouth. Oh, that officer, I mean, you're talking about less than a second. He had to make it after. Oh, come on. Come on. First of all, you're in Chicago. First of all, you're in Chicago. You're on a gun call. Then you're involved in a foot pursuit with a dude who's in possession of a gun. And then you have less than a second to make a decision of whether you're going to shoot 868 milliseconds. 868 milliseconds. And all these Monday morning quarterbacks sitting back on their cell phones, on their couch, the, the toughest thing they dealt with was whether they were going to have Diet Coke or, or Pepsi <laughs> at, you know, for, for, for their lunch, lunch break. I'm sorry, man. I'm just, this whole thing just got me hot. Yeah. And I, then they want to turn around and say what a cop should have done when his life is potentially on the line. Yeah. Man, miss me with that mess, man. Yeah. These, some, and I know a lot of people out there are frustrated and they're angry at the police, but, man, they are, they are allowing the media to manipulate them into thinking a specific way. Yeah. And Because every time these situations go down, dudes, dudes have guns in their hands, 
Something, weapons. And they turn around and they're still blaming the cops. Oh, the cops shouldn't have shot them. <laughs> I just wish people would act and yeah. just evaluate these situations rationally. And if you don't, if you don't understand, put yourself in a in a uh, go do a ride along. Hey, hey, do Eric, you ride along with the police. Hey, Eric, we got to go to break, but I, I got you for the next two segments. Um, you also going to you take calls if, if if some of the callers have questions. Um, I, I, I'm. <laughs> There's no way you can tell how old this kid was, especially at night right. on a foot chase. Hey, you're listening to Black and White on AM 560. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. Black and Right continues on AM 560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Black and Right with John Anthony, me, Verlon Galloway, and the Fresh Minority. Uh, Mr. Murdo, is that, is, uh, am I saying your name right? Are you are you uh, still on the line? I'm here. All right. Well, conf- uh, uh, finish uh, saying what you were saying before uh, uh, until John steps back before uh, behind the microphone. No, it's all good, man. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I'm gonna bring it down a little bit, man. I, they got me all hot. Some of these people calling in. I'm, I'm gonna tone it down a little bit. <laughs> I want to. I just want to. I just want to bring up a few. Uh, one thing aspect of this that a lot of people don't understand in policing in the military. There's something known as a reactionary gap. Yep. That's in, in the summing up as simply as I possibly can. It's the time it takes for someone to rec- to mentally recognize a potential threat. Engage their, uh, their their body to reach and grab the appropriate tool. To, uh, if they if they have a holster, draw their gun, uh, un, unholster their weapon, draw it, aim, fire. It's known as the, re, the reactionary gap, and in conjunction, as opposed to the decision that the suspect uh, has already made to attempt to shoot at the officer. So, in summary. When it's all said and done, the officer will always be playing catch-up to yeah. the suspect yeah. if it's in a deadly force encounter. Always. Yeah. And so when you're talking about a high-risk situation, potential life or death, add the various strokes under low light, after a foot pursuit, Whew. impacts it. It does. Like I, said, my, my, I just want people to understand that. Yeah. So, Eric, if you're just joining the show, we're talking with... Rewind these videos multiple times. It's not the same. Not even close. Yeah. If you're just joining the show, we're talking with Eric Muldrow from Cold Red Conversations. Please go follow him over at YouTube and Instagram. Uh, You won't be disappointed. And, you know, one of the things that I... I I made a post. I was kind of being smart. And I said, you know, (laughs) I, I put the definition of common denominator... And then I said, what's the one common denominator we have in every single one of these incidents with police, Eric? Mm -hmm. Resisting arrest, not complying. Every single one. Speak to that because... Because I think I think we do ourselves a disservice because it this is one of the reasons why it's continuing to happen. No one wants to have you having this conversation. I'm having this conversation, but no one wants to have the conversation overall in the black community about stop resisting arrest. Comply, Eric. Brother, you go back and name every incident, every major incident that we can speak of from 
And I'm not, and let me make this above here. I'm not saying that all these folks deserved. I guess, exactly. Exactly. Tries to put that thought in my head or those words in my mouth. That is not what I'm saying. Exactly. All I'm saying is once you resist a, a law enforcement arrest, whether you believe it to be a just one or not, things can go out of control, can spin out of control, and, and it opens up the door for harm to come your way. When you go back to Michael Brown, Eric Garner, uh, Stephen Clark, Rayshard Brooks, um, uh, George Floyd, yeah. even uh, this one—it's always people. You'll In Minnesota, the, the Minnesota thing, shooting, like you said, man. Yeah, it's the same thing, and it's so frustrating, man. If brothers would stop fighting the police, would just comply, they would be Eric, alive today, Eric. I got to I, I got a bunch to get off my chest when it comes to this issue. OK, <laughs> number one, people should start taking each case as an individual case. Yes. But when, when you right. go when you go up against identitarians, OK, and identitarian politics, mm. they lump it all in as a group. And then they come up with some insane theory or ideology to justify why they're pushing their narrative. And the narrative is your profession as a police officer stems from slavery, the policing and slave catching of blacks. So we have an inherited fear of police and they're using the same Mm -hmm. narrative that the police use now that they fear for their life. So they can't control their actions. That's why they won't let you arrest them. This is the narrative. Now I know it's stupid. I know you should have enough brain power to think that, you know, just, just let them go ahead and arrest me and I'll be okay. We'll work it out later. They're not out lynching black people, but this is the narrative Mm. that's being pushed by the left. Uh Oh, right, right. You know what the thing? Are y- y'all still there? Yeah, we're here. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, if these fo- a lot of these folks were logically consistent, then they wouldn't uh, find themselves. First of all, that whole narrative assumption—they're making so many assumptions. Law enforcement dates back to the beginning of time, beginning of history. I'm a Christian brother, so th- uh, the beginning of biblical times, you see laws being put in place to stem stem the tide of man's natural sinful bent. Yeah. So you see that throughout the history of mankind. First, that's the first problem with that whole analogy. Second one, if a lot of these folks were consistent, they would be able to examine a, a lot of their own uh, political party with, with this history, and then they would be sitting up there and be able to say, oh, well, because their, their argument is oftentimes it's the fruit of law enforcement because it was fat, rooted in bigotry, slavery, so on and so forth, oppression of black folks. Go back to the history of the Democratic Party. See uh, what, what <laughs> Come they on. for. So be, be consistent now. Don't sit up there and try to point your finger over here and try to argue that the police are, are all the problem. Why are you still uh, supporting people who represent those very people who tried to oppress us back in the day from, from the jump? Ouch. Like I said, be real about it. Hey, Eric, I got a question. If if police are such yes, a problem, if, if the officers aren't trained well, is the solution less funding for training? Is the solution <laughs> to give them less resources Woo. to combat or, or uh, deal with these situations? Of course not. It's like this. This is the analogy that I often use. Y'all let me know if you think it's, it's, if it's a worthwhile one. What do you hear consistently even though we put our kids in school, the public school system, they are consistent. We don't see improvement. We see 
our our kids academically struggling more and more. And what's the remedy? Wow. What's typically what are we typically being told we need to do? They need more funding. We need yeah. to give them yes. pay raises. Yep. We need yes. to help yep. them out so Absolutely. that they can take care of our kids and better educate them. Yeah. Okay. So, but the same folks who make that case, who make that argument, are saying we need to defund the police, even though there is clear evidence that the amount of uses of force that have taken place from the 70s until now has dramatically decreased. Yeah. In the city, in the city of New York, in 1972 or so, there was nearly a thousand shootings involving the police. Wow. You fast forward that. You fast forward it to 2019. What uh, I read a New York Post article. There were 26. Wow. Huge wow. police shootings. Hey, Eric, hold the line. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> He's fired that, up. Uh, policing is only getting worse <laughs> yeah. because there is zero evidence for that. Hey, hey, Eric, I need you to hold the line because we're going to come back. I want to talk really quickly about training when we come from the break and just how oh, I right. think these police involved cases are highlighting training you listen listening to black and white on am 560 the answer more with eric Muldrow from cold Rear conversations when we return it's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about it's black and right with john anthony on am 560 the answer welcome back to black and right on am 560 the answer i'm your host john anthony Philip, 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 Philip. Your questions, brother. Just go ahead and say it. Yeah, wait. <laughs> Just go ahead and say what Philip said. Okay, Philip. I think Eric Mojo. The first thing he said before he addressed the 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 nonsense of nonsensical question. So the non-complying should be shot to death. Eric Mojo, I think you addressed that before you made the comment. Am I right? I'm pretty sure I did, man. So. So what are you gonna do? I don't know, <laughs> Philip. Philip, <laughs> um, Eric. I, I think this. All of these policing involved shootings are putting, and it should be, in my opinion, these training departments in policing. Because how many times have when you were a cop? I know when I was a cop, we don't have the we don't have the money. I, I'm so glad. I, mm-hmm. I, every time we talk right. about training, I always talk about my former sergeant Scott Moran with the Kendall County Sheriff's Office right before roll call. We knew we weren't going to go out unless a hot call came out. For, the, for that 30, 30 to 45 minutes, we did training. Is it important that this training be put on display, full display for America to see? Oh, I think so, 100%. Like I said, let me back up a little bit here. What, if anyone who has taken time, anyone who might be familiar with me and Code Red Conversations, my YouTube channel, I, I, as much as I'm defending th- these situations right here, I'm I'm equally as yep. passionate about uh, cops, bad cops, uh, about calling them out, about getting getting them removed from their positions, about police officers who don't take their training seriously, about it, uh, foolish mindsets of defunding the police. I'm extremely passionate about those topics yeah. because the sad reality is, even though there may be situations like what we just saw with the Adam Toledo case, there are also situations. Uh, like we just saw uh, earlier in the week with the officer who had a total brain fart and ended up shooting the dude, uh, you know, for whatever, you know, for yeah, whatever reason. Some, yeah. So you have training. So there are clear issues where training, and if you're not properly prepared for uh, these situations, anything can happen. And I, I was a defensive tactics instructor. 
I was an active shooter instructor. I was a firearms instructor throughout the course of my career. Wow. So training was some, there were so many times where I, I would clash with some of the other officers yeah. because these people didn't take it as, some Eric, of them didn't take it as seriously as they should have. Eric, I wish we had more time. Eric Muldrow, Code Red Conversations. Go follow him on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Thanks so much for joining us again, brother. You are, I, I gotta, I gotta get you in studio though. Hey, well, let's work, let's work it out, brother. Thanks a lot. We'll be right back. to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. If you missed that first hour, Go to 560theanswer.com, click on the podcast, download the podcast of Black and White Radio, and you'll never miss another episode ever. Right? That's right. I'm in live in studio with my friend. My, he, he, my, I was a little down when I walked in, but now my spirits and my <laughs> blood is flowing because of the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway. Doesn't take long. And Jim... Fresh minority. Fresh minority. Where's your hat? I will never forget that. If you haven't been in the studio without me okay. and you forget oh, his name, I want to come back. I want to come back in. next week. All right. You got it. Uh, I really, I want to, before we get started with the second hour, I really want to give a shout out to Pastor Corey Brooks. Uh, I'm telling you, this guy, he's out there right now. 60, uh, I believe, 6620 South King Drive. He's doing this event where he calls it Everybody Eats. So if you're around the area, stop by the church. It looks like, I mean, pallets of food just there. Uh, shout out to you, Pastor Corey Brooks. That, I mean, that guy, I love that guy. I've always loved that guy. Uh, he's an amazing guy. And let's just, I mean, go eat. Yeah. He's, he's a good man. He really is. He is. He really is. But Is he the Jim Brown of our, our generation? Of, of Chicago? Oh, Corey Brooks does wonderful Everything, things yes. with the youth. Look yes, at he what does. he did over there amazing. in the old block. And that's what Jim Brown does in L.A. Yeah. Think so, about the old block. I mean, that's where... That was the, the one of the worst places yeah. uh, for violence and crime. Yeah. And cops didn't even want to go in there. <laughs> but he and did. He was, he, and he went in there. He didn't care. Yeah. Every know? week, Corey Brooks is doing something, either in Chicago or I, I think a couple weeks ago, he's in like Muncie, Indiana. Really? He's an amazing, amazing man. Yeah. All right, Jim, you had a question that you, that you put on the segment sheet. How can the GOP attract more young voters and black voters? Yes. How? <laughs> well, I will speak as a uh, a millennial since I'm not black. Um, <laughs> uh, well, wait, well, as Phil called you, um, melanin, uh, melanin deficient non, or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there are certain issues that I, I think, as a party, um, I, w- I don't want to say we we accept defeat on, but but the war on drugs that's lost, legalization of marijuana. It is what it is at this it's point. Gonna I mean, I mean, federal. That's right. going to be a federal issue. That, 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 we need to stop talking about that. Um, gay marriage, look, I think government should get out of marriage entirely. But, oh, oh. warming but, them up. Uh, I, I think if we, if we harp on these issues, the, we, we're going to lose. We, we lost the suburbs in uh, 2018. We lost suburbs in 2020. Okay, can I stop you real quick? Yeah. I filled in for Amy uh, a couple weeks ago with Dan Prof. He made a very important point. Have we really talked about those issues, though, as conservatives? 
No. No, what I, what I mean is, have we really tried conservatism with these issues and really did it the conservative way? Dan said he doesn't think so. And, and I started thinking about that. I don't think we have. With, when it comes to the abortion issue, right. you know, I don't think Dan, Dan's belief is we, 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 we hit him back with it and not run away and retreat from it. I agree, but I also think that when conservatives run with the issues or, or, or advance our cause, we don't do it in a way um, that makes people listen. Yeah. We talk at okay. people, not with people. I can capitalize on that. Um, people look at our party and us and and the leaders of our party as people without... You're a Republican now? I'm a conservative. <laughs> I was about to say, wait a minute, Verlon. They they look at us as uh, people without emotion. Like, um, I, I, I think back to the debate with Donald Trump, Rubio, and a few others, and the majority of the Republicans on stage are rinse and repeat. They, yes. were, they were Rubios. Yes. And, and even Christie brought Rubio down a peg when he said, look at him. He's just he's just like a robot. He's saying the right. same thing over and over again. When liberals yeah. and and Democrats, they have that feeling. The people feel like they care, right. even though it's bad for right. them. And what we are saying is good for them. It's like no, they don't care. Right. And that's what it is. We have to get out there in the community and show people that what we're talking about is the right thing for you. Exactly. And and when I was a Democrat in college in Chicago, um, that's what bolstered me and emboldened me because regardless if the policy works free college free health care whatever the policy is that democrats put forward it's not about the policy they they are they promote themselves like they care and that's exactly what you're saying yeah. Rolan. i want yeah. you to think about something think about donald trump when he got up there you knew he was real he was authentic. Yeah. There was other people that weren't authentic. Yeah. No. They, they look at them and say, no. look, at, look at Mitch McConnell. Wait, wait, Do you wait, think right. Mitch McConnell wait, is authentic? Wait. Not just that. <laughs> Do you you think know, his mannerisms. You know, his they, mannerisms. When they talking, they, he was like, yeah. you know, these, these idiots. <laughs> Donald Trump, he look at you right. like, man, I, I'm going to help you. What the? You have to lose. That's right. When has that question ever been posed to the black community, though? And guess what? He In the end, he doubled what yes. what uh, Republicans get twelve from six percent to twelve percent? What seventeen percent of blacks and I believe it was uh, black six, men. six or eight percent of women? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 think about that. Yes. And people don't know how to cap. Those Republicans are going to forget about that. They don't right. know how to capitalize on that. But Trump's biggest issue, and and I, I can't believe I'm going to say this because oh, uh, likability. He didn't like. I think what you're saying, Verlon. I disagree. Seventy five million people says that he was likable. Yeah, I liked him. I, I'm I'm sorry. Now now. Well, I bet not say that on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 here's the question: join join in on the conversation. How can the GOP attract more young voters and uh, young voters and black voters? Give us a call three one two six four two five six zero zero three one two six four two five six zero zero. We want to hear your thoughts. I will say, um, show up to every Republican, every conservative, whatever you call yourself. I can call myself a libertarian conservative. If you are right leaning, show up. Go into the black communities, go into uh, high schools, go into colleges. And I mean, really show up and talk. Can to I also tell, oh, can, wait, 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 can I can I also tell you what you should do? Yeah. What is Corey Brooks doing right now well, on a Saturday? He's in the community. Yeah, he's in no, the community. Corey Brooks is doing that. Yeah. But is the Republican Party doing it? No. That's what I mean. No, exactly. Why, why, wait, the Democrats are the only one that can have back to school programs in Chicago. No. Why can't the Republican Party go in there and do this, too? Yeah. Why can't they have food giveaways? Yeah. Why I, not? 
You no, you 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 fight you fight fire with fire. There's no reason but, why not. Now I'm gonna tell you something. The Republican Party has a chance if they do this and go into the grammar schools and the high schools. They have a chance in winning over some uh, young people. But that last one you spoke about the colleges. That's a heavy lift, man. It's about over once they yeah. get to college. That's true. <laughs> it's an uphill battle. There, there's no doubt about that. But I had some great professors in college. I had a self-avowed socialist. Okay. He was a great professor because he played devil advocate. He welcomed the conversation. Yes, there are professors that shut down and shame and give bad grades to those who don't believe in groupthink and the collective uh, unity of the Democratic Party. But we need to show up. We're losing. I mean, I'm 31. I'm 31. I can't remember the last time of young folks um, going to vote Republican. Um, Ben Shapiro. Uh, has been doing what okay. you're saying for yes. years, and yes. he gets bounced out right. of colleges. And he's one of the most articulate people that I know. And he, uh, what's the other guy? Ben, uh, ben um, was it? What the other? Uh, what's the other guy? The other young guy, Steve Crowder? No, 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 no. The other uh, young guy, uh, I, whatever. But is uh, Dennis Prager does it, and he, and some other people, and they get bounced. Yeah. it's hard. It's very hard. Candace Owens. It's right. a lot of people. Right. You know, well, young people well, yeah. that does it, and they, they get do. bounced. They do. I mean, I mean, look at the heat and the hatred that Candace gets. Yeah. You know, I, I know I see some of the stuff and it's like even even from fellow black Republicans, you know, I get it. They don't like her. I get it that they think that she only focuses in on, you know, what's wrong with the black community. I think she does both, though. Yeah, she does. I think she and not only does she focus in on it, she also tries to provide solutions to it. Right. That's right. She does. So, uh oh, let's go with Sean. Let's go to the call. Sean from Crowd Point. Welcome to Black and Right, Sean. Sean, you there? All right, Sean's not there. Let's go to Candace. Candace, how you doing, Candace? Welcome What's back up, Candace? to Black and Right. Hey, Candace. Oh, it must be something with yeah. the phones. Candace? Well, we'll continue to talk if she jumps in. Okay. But Hey, Sean, call back. Yeah, Sean, call back. Uh, is, is that the Sean from Crown Point that we? That, yeah, it is the is Sean from Crown Point. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Sean, call back. He's gonna. That's gonna be interesting. Oh, call. I love it. Uh, yeah. Is that the one that you got into? Yes, man? it is. Yes, it is. The one I said. Uh, he's from that generation. Yeah, he's from a different okay, generation. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it, it's it's going to take a lot of hard work, and I I just don't. I think the calculation in the Republicans' mind. Guy it, Benson. That's the guy. Oh, guy, guy Benson. Benson. Yeah. I didn't want to forget about he Guy used Benson. To be here. Yes. He used to be on the station. Yes. Right? Yeah. He still is. Oh, yes. But but here in Chicago, right, right, he was, he was, he was, yes. with Sandy Rios, yes. with Sandy, I, that's I used to love Sandy Rios. But you know, it, it's that I think the the calculation of of they look at the work that it's going to take, and I think they look at the the resources and you know everything and they say to themselves. I think it's a heavy task, it's a heavy lift, but it has to be done. You have to go in here and do these things that you guys both said today. I think we can start with showing them their uh, their paychecks when they get their first job. Yeah. Because that's what helped me become right-leaning. Yeah. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. We'll take the calls. Um, Dave, hold the line. We'll take your call when we return. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back. To Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Live in studio with the troublemaker himself and the fresh minority, newly minted name. Um, we got a guest, but before we got before we go to my guest, 
um, and I'm so happy that he he, he called in. Uh, I want to take a couple calls first. Uh, let's go to Candace. Candace, welcome to Black and Right. Candace, you there? Um, I, hi, I'm hi. here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yes. Can you hear? Okay, hi. Hey, Verland uh, brought up public schools, and I think the premises um, at this point should be the GOP's stance on uh, public schools should already be that they have failed, and it's time to remove, you know, the NEA from the government and to start over. I'm sorry. I am tired of hearing people say public schools, public schools. It's over with for the public schools as far as <laughs> oh, I'm I agree. Okay? Wow. Yeah. It's Thanks. over yeah. with. They already failed. So it's time to start with a new premise. And I'm not with the GOP unless they're starting to talk about the, what to do about the NEA and the teachers union. I'm sorry. If you're, yeah. if you're running as a conservative and you're not talking about dismantling public school, you, you're not going to get my vote anymore. Well, thanks so much for calling, Candace. Let's go to Dave from Downers Grove. Dave, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, guys. I always enjoy listening to you guys because uh, unlike El Sharpton, you're really keeping it real. <laughs> I love it. And, and, anyways, anyways, the reason I called was, you know, it's hard for a conservative to fight that empathy that the Democrats just spew out to these young people. Even with common sense, they just don't want to listen. And, 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 and here's something I want to say about that the kid that was shot. I don't, the only one to blame on that would be the mayor and all these sanctuary city politicians because they're the ones letting in these gang members from the, from across the border with the guns, the, the drugs, and the, the turf wars. And, and so if, if she wants to say we failed this kid, actually she failed the kid. I'm insulted. Yeah. Thanks so much for calling us, Dave. All right. I told you. One of the things that I've really been trying to do is, is, is to start that conversation with the other side of the aisle. Uh, I had Barbara Flynn Curry, former um, majority leader for the Democrats on last week. And when I saw my friend, I consider him a friend um, because when we when I served with him in the General Assembly, uh, I'm telling you, I, I know a lot of people talk. And that there are no reasonable Democrats out there. This one, this guy is uh, former mayor of Chicago, Hi- Chicago Heights. I hope I got that right. Um, and now the state representative from the 80th district, my friend, Representative Anthony John DeLuca. Welcome to Black and Right. Good afternoon, sir. It's always good to be with John Anthony. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you've been in the news lately, um, and I, it's, it's, a, it's a good reason to be in the news. Term limit, leader, leadership term limits. Do tell. Explain what that what, what House Bill, I believe, is 642 uh, is about. Yeah, the simple explanation is you're correct. It's House Bill 642. It amends the General Assembly Operations Act. And really what it says is no person can serve more than 10 consecutive years in a position of leadership, which would be considered Speaker of the House, President of the Senate, Minority Leader in the House, Minority Leader in the Senate. And it would become effective in January of 2023 if it were to become law. So um, I've, I've, I've got a question here for, for Durkin, for instance, right? So he's been he's been leader since 2013. Um, would that apply to him or no? Well, it would become effective in January of 2023. So it would only start at that point. Okay. Okay. It, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't go back. 
doesn't go back. It's not okay. retroactive. Well, my thing, you know, I've been hearing about this since I was aware of politics and then be able to even uh, engage people. I, I look at it as a red herring because I got one simple question for you. Do you really think people will vote for a bill that's going to take their power of ruling away in Illinois? And think about what I'm saying. In Illinois, maybe in Texas or, or, or Mississippi or something like that where people still have common sense. But here in Illinois, they love to rule. They love to be kings and queens. They're not going to vote to take their power away. Anthony John? Yes. Well, we're going to see. I mean, for one, it passed the the executive committee unanimously. Yeah. And uh, you know how the executive committee works. Oh, yeah. Firsthand, and that's a big step in the right direction. Yeah, and 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 I think I think another step, you have the Speaker of the House, Chris Welch, behind this, in support we of do. this. I think uh, that helps. It does help. Uh, that bill never would have been assigned to executive committee. Yeah. It would never have been posted for committee. It never would have had a hearing. Yeah, it would have died uh, in it, rules. Correct. Correct. Uh, he's a co-sponsor of the bill. Leader Durkin is a co-sponsor of the bill. Uh, you may recall when the speeches were being made about the House rules yeah. and that term leadership term limits would be included in the in the House rules for the first time ever, how historic it was. Yeah. We heard that word over and over again, and this takes it to an entirely new level. This is a significant reform. Yeah, it, it really is because, I mean, Mike Madigan spends 40 years in, 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 in as Speaker of the House. That'll never happen again with this bill. and and. Correct. And, you know, I mean, that guy ruled with an iron, iron fist. Uh, what, what else are you working on, Anthony? Representative? I'm sorry. I, I should not res- disrespect you like that. <laughs> no, what else are you working on, me? sir? <laughs> not disrespectful at all. But, uh, in, you know, I've always had a term limit bill, and that's why being able to be the sponsor for the leadership term limits means a lot to me, and it's exciting because for the last six terms, I have filed a bill for uh, – term limits for legislators. Yeah. And of course, that bill has never been posted and never had a hearing. Yeah. And that bill's been out there for many, many years and I you know file a new bill every session, but yeah. uh this leadership term limits is exciting. It's good to get some fresh ideas and new ideas, fresh set of eyes, new ideas, new approaches. Uh I believe it reduces the potential for you know corrupt behavior. Uh, a lot of positives with it. Yeah. Do you feel that there's a new, I don't want to say new dawn, um, but a new era in Springfield with the, with the new speaker? Well, certainly in terms of this issue and in terms of tone to a certain extent, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to see that it continues. Uh, you know, this is a, a significant step in the right direction. I give Speaker Welch a lot of credit because he could have very easily... Uh, made the decision once he was speaker just to kind of let this fade away. Right, right. You know, exactly. put it in the rules. Yeah. That's fine. You could put it in the rules. That's significant. It's never been done before. But as you know, we That's change true. the rules each each General Assembly. We, yeah. Each new General Assembly. Yeah. Uh, I, we vote on the rules. Representative, be changed. I, I see that you're really going after the unfunded mandates. Uh, I know a friend, of, uh, a good friend of mine, Dr. DJ, he, he hates the unfunded mandates that, that goes to school. It's good to see you. Did you file a bill to, to, to curtail the unfunded mandates? I'm on your website. <laughs> I'm creeping oh, okay. on your website. Yes, I did. I filed, 
I believe it's House Bill 5. Um, unfortunately, that bill did not move. Yeah. Uh, that was one of those that stay in rules. Yeah. And that would have been a, a very significant oh. reform. And that basically says that the General Assembly cannot mandate a program or an expense on a unit of local government without funding it. And, and as a mayor, former mayor, you understand how those mandates that are basically forced down the throats of schools, um, district uh, superintendents of schools and, and cities and without funding, right? That's correct. And sometimes it's just, you know, a minor change. It's just, okay, well, all this bill does is it requires this unit of government to report this. And it's not a big, you know, impact on them. Well, maybe it's not individually, but what happens is we pass 20 bills like that. Right. And, you know, overall, over time, it becomes a big burden. Yeah. Well, Representative, where can, where can people f- start following you? Because uh, I, I've always told you, you know, you, I, I thought you were always one of the most reasonable people in Springfield. You've always been had an open door policy. You ever want to talk about something? Um, State Representative Andy, uh, Anthony DeLuca is your guy. Where can people follow you? Well, I am on Facebook. I have a, uh, a government official page, uh, Anthony DeLuca. And uh, I don't mess around with Twitter at all. But, <laughs> Smart. Uh, Smart guy. I am on <laughs> Facebook. State Representative. Website, AnthonyDeLuca.org. State Representative Anthony, De- Anthony John DeLuca. Thanks so much for um, answering the call to come on Black and Right. I really appreciate you. Um, Got to get you back in sometime in the studio. Sure. John Anthony, fantastic to, to uh, talk to you. Yes, sir. Take care. All the As best to you. State Representative Anthony DeLuca, Anthony John DeLuca from the 80th District. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Live in studio with these two guys who are causing a lot of trouble in here today. The troublemaker himself, Ryan Galloway. And, and the, the only white guy in the room. Yeah. Hey, Jim Whitey, where's your hat? <laughs> isn't, isn't it Yeah, fun? where's your captain hat? At my house. Oh, you bum. Isn't I want to look a little professional today. Isn't, you look- <laughs> isn't it a good thing that we can play the risk card the right way? It's not yeah. angry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, but before you move to your second topic, Uh-oh, I don't go. want you to forget about the Jamboree cruise or the oh, cruise? Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we were talking about how, what ways of, of, of shifting and, and chi- um, helping the GOP um, change its ways. Robert Cruz, he does the GOP Jamboree every year. That's, I mean, it's basically a concert right. with, with conservatives and Republicans. That's a great idea. It is. You know? Let's go. Okay. Yes, let's do go. it. Villan, you ready for this? Oh, I want it. I love it. Let's go to the phone line. Sean from Crown Point. Thanks so much for holding. I love your show because contrary to Dan and Amy, I don't have to listen to your show with a thesaurus and a dictionary. <laughs> oh, wow. Actually, Zing. you're calling us stupid. Yeah, but that's actually purposely done, though. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Sean? Well, uh, you talk about a legacy. I mean, a Democratic rep got my daddy job in 55, which led me getting a job for 32 years out in the steel mills. And now my nephew works out there. So uh-huh. I think that that's kind of a legacy. That's why it's hard for people to change over from being a Democrat to a Republican. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and I think and the, one more. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Just let me stop here. Wait, wait, wait. wait hold on, Sean, because I, I think this is a valid point. And the steel industry was basically decimated, and then now it's it's it came back under President Trump. But go ahead. <laughs> no, I got decimated under Reagan. I okay. Tell. All right. What's your second point? But uh, but my second point is I was a young kid, eighteen years old. They were short people in the mill on some of the machines that just hired in. And they put me on that machine. I was on 15, two 15-minute breaks, half hour for lunch, on, one guy on, one guy off. So I worked a half an hour. If it broke down, you just sat there until the mechanics fixed it. I worked seven days, 12-hour shifts. You know how much I brought home? Please do tell. Twenty six fifty after tax. Wow. And when the average when the average car cost $8,000 fully loaded midside. Yeah. Well, you don't have those jobs for youth, youth no more. Can we? Those jobs went overseas. That's true. Can I correct the record for a minute? It wasn't decimated under Reagan. It was started under Reagan. It was decimated under Bill Clinton. Oh, they got rid of all of the all of the factory jobs and the steel mill jobs. Most of them. I mean, U.S. Steel stayed around. But that's that's how it went. But it yeah. did it did get started under Reagan. I mean, Reagan wasn't perfect. It it's, I think it was before I, I Reagan. Some, I had some problems with with Reagan too, but not on the job front. It was about the um, a, some a social issue that happened during Iran Contra, and I've talked about it on radio, and I took him to task on it. But he was one of the best presidents of my lifetime. So, but but like I said, I don't no, want don't, no, I got I, I got to differ on you, brother. Kennedy was for me because they asked him about the space race while we go. Well, he said his lifetime. <laughs> and those little those, those phones that you got in your hands were were started with those big computers that used to take the size of a whole room. You got the the dead power in the palm of your hand and your phones and your computers and things like that. Yeah. Well, Phil, so that man didn't have that vision back sorry. then. That was the best president I ever saw. They got up there and said the buck stops here. Yeah. When he got that Bay of Pigs information wrong and he got on tv and said the buck stops with me from now on that was a question i just wanted the record i hear what you're saying i just wanted the record to be correct that's i just wanted to be accurate that's all (laughs) well you know look i got some information right here it says it it, it actually started with the oil embargoes and the introduction of japanese cars yeah. To the market in the mid seventies. That's what in really the mid seventies. Mid seventies. So, so that means what, that's so what's that? Predates uh, Reagan. That's predates Reagan. Was that uh, Nick? Nick um, Carter. 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 Mid seventies was was Carter, right? What? Carter seventy six. Yeah. Seventy six to eighty. Carter. Okay, Nixon. Carter. Nixon it started on Nixon and into, into Carter. Nixon Carter. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's my boy, Jada Bates, former chairman of Putnam County. I hope I got the county right. Welcome to Black and Right. Hey John, I'm still the chairman of Putnam oh. County, and. Uh, I can hardly wait to see you again. The last time I saw you, we were way down south in southern Illinois together. Oh, yeah, with Darren at Darren Bailey's um, summer summer jam, right? Yes, it was. I still <laughs> got your hat, John. I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm waiting for my hat. Are you gonna be in Ottawa tonight? Uh, I'm. I don't probably not. I'm. I'm. I'm actually holed up right now writing my book. Okay. Yeah. Well, happy belated birthday. Thank by you, the sir. Way. Thank you. Um. We're working with a young black man by the name of Aaron Chess in Peoria. Oh, yeah. I know him. He's a very good young man. And I'm seeing how he's not as accepted in the community, both black and white, as I wish he could be. Yeah. Well, I, I tried to get him on the show. Uh, he was running for, some, for something in the office. I think he was a, an alderman a couple yeah, of years ago. Alderman. Yeah. So, yeah, he's a good guy. But, I mean, he's somebody that, yeah. that, that can help lead 
the Republican Party. What else, you, you, what else is new? Oh, not a lot. I'm I started a nonprofit called Back the Badge. Yeah, we have mm-hmm. a huge rally tomorrow in Peru, Illinois, at the West Clocks Building. Um, you know, I I don't believe anybody should be shot and killed. I, yeah. I'm just against it because I used to be a police officer myself. I know this. But, uh, you know, the thing that we got to stress to all the people between zero and 100 years old is they have to uh, obey. It's like if a police officer says, you know, can I see your hands or can I see your right. license? You know, they don't want to argue because, like, when you go to the police academy, they teach you that you need to shoot until the threat ends. That's and it. if you make the police officer feel like they're endangered, they're in danger, you're, you're going to get them jacked up and the adrenaline runs and then the next thing you know, somebody gets shot. And Jay, I, I've said this on this show multiple times. Police are not, no. police are not trained to shoot to kill. They shoot to stop the threat. Uh, Jay That's DeBates, right. chairman of Putnam County, thanks so much. Go out and, and attend this event tomorrow, Back to Blue. Uh, appreciate you calling in the show, sir. Thanks, Jack. Keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. You're listening to Black and White on AM 560. I'm your host, John Anthony, with The Troublemaker and The Fresh Minority. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM 560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with The Troublemaker. <laughs> I love this thing. The fresh minority, Jim Minardi. The only white guy in the room. <laughs> well, I'm half, so, you know. Well, that makes it even. I'm ish. Oh, that that even. right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, they're winning. Oh, they're winning. Off that. George. We've, what, how do I forget about George? Uh, He's so quiet. Know. So, did you guys see the back and forth the size of two people, so between count. Fauci and Jim Jordan at the hearing? Yes. Do you think... Fauci would have been that forceful against Jim Jordan had Trump still been president? No. No. I want, I want you guys to listen to the back and forth that Fauci and Jim Jordan. And Jim Jordan was like, wait a minute. I'm the congressman. I'm asking you the questions. Just, here we go. Give us your best guess then. I just did. No, you didn't. You didn't give us a time. What, when do you think this is good? Are we going to be doing? Are we going to be here two years from now wearing masks? No, I'm, I don't. Asking I Dr. Don't. Fauci the same question. Well, let, let me let me answer your ranting again. Let me. I'm just, not ranting. Yes, you are. No, I. I look, here's how it works, Dr. Fauci. Right. I get to ask you the questions. You're the highest paid official in the United States government. You've given us your advice on baseball, on dating apps, on cruise ships. <laughs> you told us zero masks, one mask, two masks. Now back to one mask. I'm just asking you, when is it going to end? You can say I'm ranting. I'm actually asking the question that the citizens I get the privilege of representing, and my name actually goes on a ballot. I don't think your name's ever been on a ballot. My name goes on a ballot. The citizens I represent want to know the answer to when they can get their liberties back. You know, you I call know, that ranting. I actually listen call it to standing this part. up for the Constitution, which I take an oath to uphold, Dr. Fauci, every year, every term that I serve in this Congress representing the most of the District of Ohio. So it is not ranting. It is defending the First Amendment. Bye, Jerry. And we'd like an answer, or your best guess, that yeah. you've got an answer for everything else. Well, he continued. I, I, I forgot. I, I sent you the wrong uh, audio. But he continued basically saying he's not here to, to defend liberty. Wow. Are you kidding me? Is anybody surprised, though? Yeah, you're yeah. right. Now, you're right. Like, I'm sorry. The last 12 months, we've watched the government and Fauci 
say surrender your freedoms and the majority of Americans, an alarming majority of Americans, an alarming majority of Republicans say, yes, sir. Willingly. Thank you, sir. May I have another? This is insane. Insane. You ever thought you see this? Absolutely I'm, I'm insane. I'm loving it. But I'm did you ever it. thought you would see the day that some in, guy like Fauci, because he, he's run the country for the last couple of years. Yes. He's run the country. No, no, no if, ands, or buts about it. Because it's all about, let's trust what the science says. I, I still love how they trust some science and other science they don't trust. I've, I, I've always known that it was a lot of people that divert to government that says, okay, I don't know enough. Uh, let gov- and, and not want to put their toe in the water and see how it is and try to do it on their own. And they want government to do for them. Trust me, we right. know a lot of those people right. that, uh, that just cradle the grave. They believe in government, knows best. I just didn't know how many. Yes, I didn't yeah. know how many cowards that we had out there. It's cowards too, not just people. I think that it's fear. Truly believe it is fear. I think that fear, fear, fear paralyzes. You're cowards. Yes. You ever been gripped? You ever been gripped by fear? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like really gripped by it. I'm a bull. I'm a tourist. I go in head first <laughs> yeah. anyway. See, I'm from Chicago, man. I got. Are you, you an Aries or a Taurus? Huh? Are you at Aries? Because I wish you happy birthday on Twitter. I don't know if you've I know seen I saw it. it. But I don't know if you are Aries or a Taurus. April 13th, whatever that is. That's, I think that's Aries. I, I'm not into the sign. <laughs> I, think you, I think you're an Aries. But Aries are, are tough, too. They're rams. Yeah. So, I mean, I go in here first. So even if I'm scared, I still say, what the hell? Yeah. You know? Well, that, that's my philosophy, too. And what concerns me the most, we're not getting back to normal. We're not. Like some states will, Texas, Florida, Florida. stuff like South that. South Dakota's been normal. Day South one. Dakota, maybe Iowa, but but Pritzker, he's going to milk this thing for for as long as he can. Oh, that's the next uh, question that we had to ask ourselves. <laughs> What's that? Do you think Pritzker will, will be our governor after two years? And I say yes because uh, I don't think he will be held accountable. For the deaths and for the shutdowns and the suicides and everything that happened in Illinois, and I think the bailouts helps them. Yes. Well, yeah, but but they did the same thing in New York. The difference is Cuomo mandated it, so the the, the, the facilities the didn't have a choice. Here, he gave incentives. Like I yeah. work in nursing, so he right. gave three thousand dollars per person that they take, and it was up to the facilities to choose to take these people. So he's not going to be held accountable, like. Cuomo will be. So I don't think it's nobody that can beat him. I know he has about three people running against him, but right they now, don't have the money. Gary Rabine, Darren Bailey, and Paul, and Paul Shamp. I don't think they have the money to beat him, they, and I don't think the people are mad at the If government. If there's no backer for whoever the, 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 candidate, the nominee is uh, that can match Pritzker's self-funding, it's a lost cause. See, I don't, a, yeah. see, see the, yeah. message is there. the message itself is there to defeat Pritzker, but it's the, who can put the, rather the best on our side of the aisle to confront it, the destruction that this governor has done. People and and if, be, it's, oh. if it's anything other than your business was lost because of Pritzker, you've lost your job because of Pritzker, then we're... Then right, yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. That's people true. have to be angry, and I don't think people yes, are angry absolutely. enough. That's true. I, I, you, I got nothing on that. I we'll see what happens, though. I know what we're yelling about! <laughs> <laughs> you listen to The Black and Right, AM560, Ashley. I'm your host, Sean Anthony. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker and the fresh minority. Uh, it's funny, I, you know, my friends have jokes. 
Hey, Art. He, my friend Art tells me I have a, a face for radio. He's funny, Art. <laughs> oh, he's he's a good good friend of mine, Polish guy. Dude, let's continue this conversation about, about Illinois. About Illinois, you know, I, I think do Republicans have a shot at what? At winning? At governor? No. At, no. Why? Because people aren't outraged. If how many suicides was it this year? From the shutdowns and people losing their businesses. Especially with kids, too. Men losing their wives, their homes, divorce. If people aren't outraged about that, then... Do they need to be reminded? Yeah, every day. Every day, every chance we get. I I think we're talking about the general election, right? So we're talking another another year out. Um, People need to be reminded of exactly what Pritzker did. Yeah. He, He ignored... Uh, he blew past his own 30-day uh, mandate for his executive orders. Um, and if, if Republicans do anything besides frame it as you are in this bad situation financially or with your family or your job or whatever because of Pritzker. Wait, wait, wait. Because of his handling of state government, right? Because do you have to define it or do you just make it? Do you, you have define, to define, do you define what, what the issues were with Pritzker? Yes, yes because, you have to. You because, have to. because here's the deal. Darren Bailey, I think the reason why he has a shot is because no matter how you, right. how, how, how you think, he was fighting for the people and, and, and Gary Rabine. Because remember, Gary, Gary kept his, everything open. Yeah. Was having right. rallies and yes. everything. People, can, people will remember the fighters. Uh-oh, here comes Hoff Daddy. He <laughs> comes off, Daddy. <laughs> well, I, I mean, if you wanted my opinion on uh, on the subject, they bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. <laughs> I say, no, let them crash. That's that's my uh, my level of sympathy for the average Illinois voter. <laughs> yes, hey, but it's true. It's true. It's true. And and you know what his out is? Prisoner's out is. I did it to protect you. So now you're right. going to have to look into Use your fear. soul and say. Is he sincere? Was he really trying to help me? Do I believe in the science? That's what he has on his side. That's what he has on his side. So it's people that's going to either believe in the science or people like us that's going to say, no, the numbers aren't on your side. And if any of the Republican candidates are listening right now, (laughs) um, frame it like this. Did Pritzker write your family a check to save your business while Mm. it was going under? Ouch. Did Pritzker, you, you single mom who lost her... Her, her 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 waitressing job. Um, did did he write you a check because she had to stay home because the kids were yes. out of school? The most insulting part of that is the fact that he probably could have. Yeah, he could have. He, yeah, yeah. I mean, did Pritzker can give thirty five million dollars to his his campaign? He can give fifty million dollars to raise your taxes, but he can't give you the uh, the choice to save your business and and live your life as you seem fit. Real quick. Hey, I agree with him. Ditto. I, I, I laid it all out on the table. He's he's responsible for the deaths. He's responsible for people that lost their homes Do you put that at the foot of the legislative body, too, though? You said what? Should the legislators be at fault as well? Yeah. They should have held him accountable. Yeah. Once he blew past the initial 30-day yeah. window of his shutdown. Take it on Absolutely. down. Absolutely. Yeah. I've said that that they abdicated their authority, their responsibility in this. Um, you know, guys, that went fast. That was a great show. <laughs> I had a blast. The show is over. <laughs> 
Oh, fresh the fresh minority. Did you enjoy yourself? I had a blast. Thank you guys so much. Thanks so much for coming out. I Troublemaker. I know you always. You're, you're, you're just <laughs> a, a troublemaker. <laughs> I want to thank uh, Eric Muldrow from Cold Red Conversations for joining us on the show today. Um, State Representative Anthony DeLuca for calling in as well. Um, guys, we got a lot. Of, we have a lot of issues in our state, in our country. But I still believe I'm an optimist. I told you I, I was literally a member of Optimist International. <laughs> literally a member of Optimist International. So I'm always going to see, you know, the glass, full or empty. I'm just going to see the glass. I focus on the glass. Hey, Hoff Daddy, thanks so much, man. I love when you're here. We'll see you next week. <laughs>